0: open up your ears and open up your mind they're reaching to your throat and pull out your spine and when the sun blows up and the earth is gone to still experience grind with kyle and sean i find myself subconsciously i also nod along because you do a nod on the four and i'm watching you and i also you have to because it's I like know. that
1: whole time because i'm just listening and then uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Like, my yep. head goes with my finger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah.
1: Chili Peps, dog. I'm going to see him. Hi, Dude, Shawnee. I'm so excited for you. Like, I'm so envious, but so excited for you, man. Like, I legitimate. They are the... Them and Rage are mm-hmm. the two last Dude. bands that I want to see, that I had tickets for, for Boston Calling and, you know, Lineup Change and whatever, and I just saw a friend went to Rage like two weeks, three weeks ago in New York City. You're going to see Chili Peppers. I'm so excited and jealous of all of you. I want to see Rage so bad.
0: Rage, I have literally been listening to either uh, the self titled or Evil Empire, one of those records, every day for like the past three fucking weeks just because. Hell yeah. I've been angry a lot politically lately and man those fucking records get it the hell out of you man, it i can is tell i shit, log on so. to twitter yeah oh i go hard man i've been fucking
1: pissed dude i've been i logged on last night in bed and saw you respond to like four different politicians with the same the same definition yeah yeah i got him oh man well yeah that is a good i'm changing the world
0: on listening. twitter you know what i'm saying yeah
1: well, at least ah. the United States. <laughs> sometimes a, we need a little bit of a wake up call.
0: It's a Chili Peps, though. We were talking. I'm with you. Although I've even as a young kid, I always liked Chili Peppers. At least yeah. the hits. I never had a uh, an album, but I loved. Uh, oh, my, I really loved uh, my friends. That was one of my favorite songs as a kid.
1: Isn't that, I don't wait, know why. Isn't Dave Navarro on that one? Isn't that like the <sighs> one song that he did with them that people like know? I think it is. It might be God, Navarro a era. a bad album. <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: I hate the Navarro record. Uh, I love Give It Away because that song was awesome. And then uh, Weird Al did a parody, which I was a huge uh, Weird Al fan as a kid. That will become relevant a little bit later.
1: Plant those seeds, baby.
0: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. To me, Californication is still the best Chili Peppers album. Some people will probably hate on that, but so
1: (laughs) for a long time. So I first really got into them around the time Californication came around. You know, I can think back to being nine or ten up in Maine on our boat listening to the radio on the boat and Californication came on and you'd hear like under the bridge, not from that album, but you'd hear that playing on the radio and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's really good. And then one year for my birthday, I got like a, uh, I got chili peppers, greatest hits. Right. Which okay. is so crazy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that came out right before, by the way, came out. And so that really introduced me to them. And then it I did. got, I, I became obsessed, uh, absolutely became obsessed um got, by the way, the day it came out, loved it. Stadium Arcadium, still remember, May 9th, 2006. Got that from my Best Buy. It, it's still in my car. It has been nice. in my in whatever car I own since 2006. <laughs> my favorite CD of all time. CDs. Stadium Arcadium is. Of all time. And for Damn. a long time, I was kind of ashamed to admit that because everyone's like, oh, Californication, by the way. Oh, the older stuff, right? And now... Like I'm talking to a lot of friends about like Chili Pepper stuff, and I feel way less weird about that because I, dude, I get to the point where a couple of weeks ago I'm like, "Where did people rank these records?" And Stadium Arcadium was number three before, in Cal, be, behind California Cation, by the way. And I'll take that because those it are Was all Blood Sugar
0: Sex Number One, amazing.
1: No, uh, no, California Cation was one. By the way, oh, it was two. Okay. Um, I think Blood Sugar Sex Magic was four or five. Okay.
0: You know what? I can't disagree with that listing. Uh, I do think Californication is the best album. Uh, Yeah. But I really enjoy Stadium Arcadium. That's the double record, is it not? Yeah, buddy. Venus and Mars. Um, But I believe Californication also has my favorite Chili Peppers song of all time, which is Around the World.
1: Dude, that song slaps mm. on the face, dude. Oh <laughs> my <laughing> god! <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's so, so good. nasty, dude. dude. So nasty. I just got, I just got goosebumps on my cheeks. <laughs> oh, <the> cheek <laughs> my face cheeks. <laughs> that that
0: that song gives me goosebumps in a similar way, and I'm not lying. And I fucking loved it. And I listened to it like four times today. The goddamn theme from UHF, Sean. Is
1: a fucking banger. I'm not gonna lie, I watched this last Sunday and I do not remember what the theme of this movie was, but I remember being into it when it came on.
0: It's uh, he's like, Don't touch
1: that dial, don't change <laughs> that channel, don't touch that <laughs> dial. We yeah. got it all on the
0: UHF. It's so it's good. It's so, and then it's it so, corn lines, yeah, mm.
1: dude. So good. So it's a banger. Flippity dippity
0: good. Speaking well, be- of listeners, if you can't figure it out, we're talking about Weird Al Yankovic in UHF. For we didn't even introduce our special special deshel... month, uh, hey, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's because <laughs> Sean,
1: it's a uh, it's everyone's favorite month that they never remember. Is it their favorite month? If you were to rank the favorite months, is this number one?
0: Well, that's why it's, the, it's the, the favorite movie
1: month. or Brooke Stober or It's the Malaysia it's
0: your that, favorite we never month did? that you don't remember because uh. it's stoner movie.
1: September. <laughs> <laughs> I have to rhyme everything. Oh, that was really it's good, this, though. It's this. Yeah, I'm not well, going to. Uh, if I was Dr. Seuss, I would have I would have made a kid's book. And while you were doing those <laughs> rhymes, you know what the illustration would be? You sitting in front of a mic narrating this into a podcast.
0: But the mic is all like spindly windily with all these gizzers and gazzers and hoozely hazards popping off of it, right? <laughs> that is not what i was picturing but
1: that sounds so much better than what i was picturing <laughs> well, i was trying to make it dr seussical <laughs> oh, that's amazing now i kind of want to see you living in a dr seuss
0: world mate. I mean, i would love to and i i used to every time i ate mushrooms or lsd
1: i lived in a very dr seuss world <laughs> <laughs> dude i'm gonna photoshop you into a random page of every dr seuss book imaginable that uh, oh, 150 dollars because apparently there's a couple of those Oh yeah, they some of them got discontinued. What was that one that um like two years ago it got pulled? Ah, uh, there were a couple. The that, racist uh, one. Yeah, they have some some racial
0: stereotyping in them that the family decided that they wanted pulled.
1: Ah um, uh, yes, those are like worth a small fortune now. By small fortune, I mean like a hundred bucks. But
0: yeah, that's that's a very small fortune.
1: <laughs> I see people that flip out. I guess I don't
0: have them or own like. I don't know, I'm in a couple of, I'll, I'll make it relevant to what I do know, because I was going to talk about sports cards and memorabilia, but like yeah. I see people selling video games online that, like they've held on to forever, but it's like, I bought a PlayStation 1 game that was like, the same price as it was when it came, like it didn't increase in value. But it, it maybe decrease even decrease in value yeah but inflation
1: <laughs> yeah if anything it's either held its value or oh i guess it i guess it went down in value if it's, it's, if slight, it's the same slightly price. lost
0: but, but I mean, that's, anyways
1: yeah that's still the thing like dude okay so if you're talking about that dude GameStop is a piece of shit have you ever thought about that <laughs>
0: i'm glad we can freely say that now since we don't have a friend who works there still
1: Dude, as I was halfway through that, I'm like, Mike won't care. Uh, Man, I I, I had overall, man, I gotta be honest. Like overall,
0: most of my experiences with GameStop were pretty positive. But
1: same, same. I'm just talking about the practices. Sure, sure, absolutely the practices. So, like, I just obviously just got Tales of Arise a couple of weeks ago for PS5. I got it for the cheap. I got it for like 20 bucks. But it's a it's like a $60 game on the regular, and I think it's selling for like 50 bucks new at GameStop. And I'm like, "Man, how much would it how much do you think I could get if I went to turn in Tales of Arise mm-hmm. for PS5 at GameStop so that I could just purchase it from on Steam for my Steam Deck?" How Almost, much? Like, I would imagine between twelve and twenty five. Do you know the price? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would say that. Eight dollars if I'm a pro wow. member. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? For a fifty dollar game, I think it's like forty something pre owned. When For, did that release? Uh, tail end of twenty twenty one, like November twenty twenty one. It's less than a year old. Really sad, man. Yeah, dude. Wow. I saw that and immediately I. Put my phone down and I went, this is why I haven't looked at a price to sell a game to GameStop in years. Like, I I That's wanted like, to so badly wow. go on Facebook and just put up a post being like, hey, if you're thinking about selling a game, talk to me before you do it. Don't go to GameStop. I'll give you $3 more than whatever GameStop will give you. <laughs> nice, cash. dude. Like, Undercut. Like, like, why wouldn't you at that point? Yeah. Like, I could probably turn around and sell that on eBay for an extra $4. Absolutely insane. Yeah. It's, uh, I never liked it.
0: The other problem I always had with GameStops, but it was also uh, varied by store to store, and the mall people, GameStop, definitely seemed to be the pushiest of the crowd, but man, always trying to get you to get more shit at
1: checkout, and I fucking. Hate that shit, dude. Dude, the upsell. And there's nothing they can do about it, though. No. I know, and
0: that's what I hate the most, too. And that's why I'm not a dick about it, but I'm always just like, no. No, I do not want. Nope. I'm firm. I'm quick. And I do not show even the slightest interest. So, like, do not continue to talk about it. I'm a hard no, man.
1: You know what I do miss, though? is like that one time that you went there and... You're like you know what I've got like an extra eleven bucks. I'll sign up for that magazine for the next year. Oh, and I then, that and shit then every you, time. And then you looked forward to a magazine every month. I miss mm. that man. I should subscribe to a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I still I
0: did EGM when they came back. EGM was always my favorite gaming mag. Oh, and uh, yeah. when they finally died off, I did the uh, Game Informer just because, like you, it was a magazine I liked. I grew up on that. Yeah, I get it's an outdated medium. For the most part you
1: switched, you do Kindle real hardcore, don't you? I I love my Kindle, but dude, I will I have magazines in there. Like I I was getting like a wrestling magazine uh delivered to me up until like last year and I just haven't resubscribed. Like Nicely. I get I was getting Pro Wrestling Illustrated like every 2-3 months. We should get uh I wish uh tips and tricks, man. Oh, that dude, was a good I, one. I would absolutely sign up for that. Just, Dude, it is the perfect thing to just a bathroom reader. Oh, now, man. A pooping mag. Gotta dude, have a I re- good one. Every time I went over to my dad's house, there was always a, a wrestling magazine or a boxing magazine on the back of the toilet. Now, I don't think I could get away with that like now in 2022.
0: <laughs> I mean... Uh, Especially also,
1: like yeah. the bachelor life, but you Do know... You,
0: you remember? I mean, I knew people that like had like the magazine rack next to their toilet.
1: Fuck and it's yeah! Like, eh. Oh man, eh. what? What do you mean? Eh? You gotta have choices, man. Let me get I that sure, duty rag. The location too. Yeah. Th-
0: ah, that's like back of the toilet's okay because I mean, very you're, unless you're just deliberately trying, you're not gonna get splash back up there. Uh, but oh, man, down I wasn't below even the thinking toilet. About- that's you what I'm saying, like, that's what my
1: eh was. Yeah. Well, I was picturing, like, if you sat down at the toilet, like, in front of you, there was a rack. Oh, like, no. Where like you could reach to for it. Like, no. picture a toilet,
0: and then, like, the you sink, doing? you know, is right there, too. It's cramped. And in between those two spots, there was what a little magazine doing, rack. People? Yeah, dude. Dude,
1: There's and you could... Southern, oh, I know what you're talking India. about, too, because you could always tell when somebody splashed on it, because the, uh, the page was a little bit warped. Yeah. It would get like all like wavy, the, yeah, dude. You know, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't touching warms. that stuff. <laughs> ain't touching it, man. <laughs> right, I know what's good. up. I know what's up. I was gonna, man. I was gonna <laughs> say something else. No, you went to no, a wrestling show. Back, How was your back. wrestling experience? I I'm will gonna be ask honest, you like, on air. So, full disclosure, I have been to a lot of
0: independent wrestling shows. Um, of course, because I have a what's that? I said of course, Brooks. Uh, Brooks, yes, and uh, a buddy of mine that I went to high school to, uh, he actually was involved, like, and one of the creators of, like, a local promotion. Sick. Uh, shout out to Rival Showdown Wrestling. They just actually were at the Indiana Convention this weekend, and they had Al Snow there with him signing autographs. Oh, man. So, What's everybody need? Head. Yeah. yeah. So they're, like, legitimate. That's They put on the show that I got hit by the chair by Sabu at. Oh, yeah, you told that so, story recently. So, yeah, so I have been to them. Uh, dude, Ed, the WWE production, holy shit, those people are fucking slick. It was a <laughs> blast, man. Heck yeah, man. The, the only thing that I didn't like about seeing it live is that I obviously couldn't hear commentary. And where you're at, like, it's weird when you don't hear the things in the ring, like even sometimes body slams. Like I, I expected like the mic the ring to be mic'd up a little bit so they that would echo through, but really it's
1: not. You're just hearing what's down there. So Yeah. Especially where you were. You you had like the box stuff. So it really oh. does vary like spot to spot as to what you'll hear. But uh, that's awesome, man. Glad you guys had a good time. I it, will there's say so oh, nothing quite like seeing a show live. It was it was really something though, and but
0: what made the the distance and the the audio really resonate was this was I was at the Smackdown that was in Raleigh, North Carolina, which was at this point two weeks ago, I think. Uh Yeah. And uh at that one, uh Gunther fought uh, Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Is that right? Damn memory Look on at this me, motherfucker. Dude. Pro- Look at me. All I know so- is I didn't see that show, but I know you said actually, I'll let you cap this off.
0: Well, yeah, so Gunther, at one point, he gives a chop, and I'm familiar with chops because I've taken them from Brooks, and I heard that motherfucker up where I was. It was, <laughs> like, crystal clear, and I mentioned that, and I think it was uh Mr. Purtlebaugh that was like, yeah, he's got, like, the hardest chops in the game.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you watched it, but I sent you, like, a compilation of his chops. Oh, he's- yeah, oh, yeah. Fucking brutal, dude! You see one of them come in, and you can't help but go, "Oh shit!" So after that, like,
0: I have dipped my toe into wrestling more. It's still I'm into WWE. I will admit, you might call it corny, mainstream, whatever. I did enjoy the product while I was there, so I was invested, and I want to follow a little more. I was really into. I like Drew McIntyre. I think he's got a lot of good presence and he's he's pretty good uh talk and he's foreign I like his scottish accent so that was cool mm-hmm. and then obviously i i really i like gunther man i like Hell the yeah. the whole performance and like this this rigid stoic dude and then he's got his little hype man and
1: all of it was just really well done man it is very fascinating to like hear this perspective from somebody who doesn't watch it very very much because gunther used to be called this called Walter and everybody knew him <laughs> as Walter for like years. He became notorious as just big Walter, <laughs> sure. right? All caps Walter. And when they changed his name, they're just like, it came out of nowhere. And everybody's like, what the fuck? But as, so, for somebody that doesn't watch it, you're like, I love this Gunther guy. So I yeah. think that's a really cool perspective to have for somebody who isn't necessarily familiar with the product. And you're like, this dude rocks. So, for all of those people saying, why'd you change his name? Well, does it really fucking matter? No, it doesn't. And for,
0: you know, I know that a lot, wrestlers, a lot of
1: times, they, they change a,
0: a lot until something really sticks. And very rarely do you get one that sticks so hard and so long. And even he, like, the Undertaker dude, he changed that up, even though he was always Undertaker. He went through, like, that American badass phase, which was really silly. If we're, oh, let's be honest. You shut the fuck up. Come I on. thought
1: that was dude. You I like love the American this shit. badass taker. I, <laughs> I love the American badass dude. I was like freshman in high school. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> Limp Biscuit signed me the fuck uh, up. It was also Actually, it when was it was, was Kid Rock post 9 11. So like,
0: that's why I was really like, this is so silly,
1: D- dude. When he's out, he comes out on his motorcycle I, and he's like, yeah. rawr, 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 and throws up the hand. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: It was, but what was crazy is that it was so far from
1: Undertaker, but it still worked. Yeah, and then he was able to go back to the Undertaker. Yeah, and just and roll like, back into it. And then, like his last, his last match was like a fusion between the two. Like he was, he, he's just he went out as like the legendary wrestler. He's got he's a he's a motorcycle riding dude who played the Undertaker and this is my last match. It was like this weird fusion of the Phenom and the American Badass. It was so cool. Um but yeah, dude, I'm glad you had such a good time. I'm very high free. You. If you are that if you are that interested, AEW's got a pay-per-view this week and then I'll let you bum.
0: Yeah, I was I've been talking to Lanham a little bit cuz I know Lanham does follow the WWE stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think I'm actually I'm gonna try to watch this Clash at the Castle next weekend. because again that, that that's Drew. I, I'm not gonna buy it, but I, I'm sure I can find it somewhere to watch. I think it's Sick. just on the Peacock.
1: Oh, really? I have Peacock. Well, fuck it. Yeah, that's so I don't yeah, have to buy it. No, you don't have to buy any WWE shows anymore. Because they moved it all to like if you had the WWE Network or now that's all on Peacock. But what? so it has its ups and downs. Yeah. So it has its ups and downs. Like now, you know, unless it's WrestleMania, they don't put as much into it or they haven't in recent years. I don't know how it's going to be with Triple H. In charge sure. Now yeah. That Curious Vince to see is how gone. that change goes. But obviously, because they weren't relying on buys, they weren't putting as much into them. So like so a lot of them were not that great. But um is WrestleMania still a pay-per-view, though? Oh, God, yeah. This is okay. that's their
0: biggest show of the year. It's yeah, a two night show. I was going to say it's a two night show now. I saw that because they were hyping it. Still, so is it all? Is it that a recent change? Or is this the first year for a two nighter?
1: No, it started during the pandemic. OK, OK. Question mark. I want to say. Um, they did it, that, with the empty stadium, and then they've just been doing it since. I think, yeah, because I went in 2019, so I went the last year that it was a one-day one, one day thing. Oh, yeah, you guys did go.
0: That's And insane. that was
1: a long day. Like, that was, like, an eight, nine-hour day. So, I'm glad they broke it up. Especially those longer shows. Just make it a two-day thing. Oh, okay. So, it, when it was one, like, it was an eight-hour show, and it was just... Dude, it like there's like three hours of pre-show stuff and then it goes it goes from like six o'clock until like midnight and then yeah, like of course you're not out so that's six hours right there and then there's the pre-show stuff and like you could make it an entire day affair like you could turn on the TV and watch like Wrestlemania build up at like 10 in the morning oh like it's like Super Bowl day exactly they, like at it's 8 a.m.
0: Bowl. dude they are starting pre-game shit yep. and they are running that all day
1: Exactly. Yeah, okay, okay.
0: I do, I I like the idea of split. I think it's unique, too, that it's such, they're billing it as such a big event that it has to be broken up over two days. Obviously, the biggest stuff is going to be, like, Sunday night, because that's, like,
1: headliner, right? You would be surprised, because the thing is, is the people that are going there, they're trying to get 50,000 people per day to buy tickets. You don't buy one ticket that gets you in for two days. You're either picking a night or picking both nights. Okay. And so if you're one of those, you know, you got to think about the people buying one ticket. You can't just give them a show that's a, a half show. Okay. So you got to give two shows that have their own main events and, you know, big events going on. It's weird. Like You should go back and watch the Johnny Knoxville match from this year. I would like to, actually. And that's on Peacock, dude. right? <laughs> yeah. You can just okay. go back and watch it, dude. All right. Um, this is
0: wild. So I can go. Okay. I'm... This might be bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. This might be bad. Like, so, all of the... Pay- if you want to watch the last couple of pay-per-views, you can go on and watch them. Will SmackDown be live on there, too? No. No? Okay. I would have no. to watch it. That's on USA, the, right? I think that's on either USA or... Fo- I think that's on Fox. Oh, I think it is on Fox, actually, I yeah. think Raw is on USA. Fox on Friday. You can probably skip Raw. <laughs> that's what I... Get, actually, what I, I heard, heard it... Is- much, I I heard it's better, but it's, like, it's three hours. It's too long. That's the other part. Like, I am very interested now
0: because it is sort of, it's exciting because it's new, man, because Triple H is in charge, and I've always kind of liked Triple H, and I don't know. I like to see somebody from the biz
1: run the biz, I guess. He's he's also got, like, a very future-oriented mind. Like, Uh he knows where the game has changed. (laughs) pun uh he's he knows how the game has changed and like he was running nxt back when yeah. it was like the good nxt and they were putting on banger shows so if he can take that energy and put it into here then i think it's going to be a winning formula um i don't have the time to go back and reinvest in there but i'm glad that other people are enjoying it actually i do have the time what kind of life do i have not a lot <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> you're like Maybe you'll start too. Who knows?
0: But uh, I like I said, I am I'm dipping my toe in. I've got some things I'm interested in.
1: So I think Gunther is also at Clash at the Castle. I would imagine he's. I believe he is too. And like I would imagine he would perform at least closer to home.
0: Yeah, I mean, it has to be like a big thing for both of them because they're both
1: pretty big. Um, Oh, and he also had a huge presence in the UK, anyways. At um, fuck. WCCW or WWC. I don't remember what it's called. But yeah, he had a pretty big presence over there. Maybe progress. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Could you imagine what a wrestling show would look like on this UHF network? Uh, I actually
0: kind of could, and I think it would be awesome. There'd be something, I'm sure, agree. with wrestling bears
1: with that one dude in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yo every time somebody get, kicks out of a three count he tosses a puppy out the window <laughs> did you see the pile <laughs> of them yeah. dude man. there's like 15 bucks. oh man uh,
0: what a segue let's do Marmot, it though because holy shit that was a no lot of wrestling Marmot. talk uh, didn't expect <laughs> to have that but I guess I kind of should have with you and now me but
1: you see, you can talk about it a lot when you watch it, and you're like, "Hey, exactly. this is actually kind of fun to talk about." <laughs>
0: it really kind of is, you know. Um, but yeah, you know what else is fun to talk
1: about is Weird Al Yankovic, Sean. Dude, are you excited? Okay, November, are you excited, Daniel Radcliffe? I, I I'm very stoked about it. number one.
0: I love Daniel Radcliffe as an actor. He doesn't half ass anything. He goes no. full hog, and. He's this seems like another role that he's going to have fun with, because that's what he's done since Harry Potter. Like he's made all the money he could ever have. So he's just fucking having a blast,
1: dude. And it's he's like Weird Al Yankovic. Unlike in Mallrats, where what's his name is just typecast him and his twin are just typecast as the same stupid role. Like all the fucking time. Yeah. Like I feel like Daniel Radcliffe was able to shake off. It maybe took a couple years, but he was able to shake off that Harry Potter like pretty well, which is shocking.
0: Well, I think I mean, doing a year long stint in a play where you're naked on stage every night is <laughs> that's going to shed that image. I mean, similar. I you never saw it. Brittany and Christina do it, where they go, and even Miley Cyrus. Like I don't know, you shed that. Go hardcore. <laughs> go edgy. But yeah. he did it very well, man. And like, again,
1: he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants.
0: And Daniel now. Fucking,
1: he's fucking Harry Potter. He can do whatever he wants. I wonder <laughs> if, like, obviously, well,
0: I was just reading about Weird Al today, and he does not have a big presence in the UK. Or at least at the time of UHF releasing. Weird Al uh, doesn't? He didn't. So they didn't really do any marketing in the UK. So hmm. I don't know if that's changed. He is sort of one of those America-centric
1: type things. So you know what I think they should do? Since you got Daniel Radcliffe there, what they should do now, if this is successful, this Weird Al movie, what they should redo is UHF and have Weird Al, but Weird Al is played by Daniel Radcliffe. So you got George Newman played by Weird Al, played by Daniel Radcliffe. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that'd be be incredible.
0: (laughs) I would like to see... I'm very curious to see how Daniel Radcliffe does. Obviously, he's going to do great. I don't know where the movie's going to go. Is it a biopic? Is it
1: going to be humorous? Like, I don't know what to expect from it, so... I'm expecting something along the lines of, like, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. But it's also weird out, so is it
0: going to be mockumentary style?
1: You know, that would be fascinating if this like, whole time it's been marketed like one of these ones that they've done biopics, over the last couple of years, yeah. and they're like, nah, fuck that. That'd be it's awesome.
0: Just, it's just a big parody of the music biopic story. So they have all this fake stuff that obviously never happened to Al. <laughs> like he he gets he gets he hits rock bottom as an alcoholic, and Daniel Radcliffe is playing a drunk Weird Al. Where as far as I think Weird Al is like. I know he's very straight-laced. I think he's actually very active in, like, his church. That's awesome, I guess, for him. But he's also... I mean, I, I respect somebody that stays clean like that. It's a hard yeah. thing to do in entertainment, but I'm definitely not that guy. Oh, no. man. I was going to try to go... I'm trying to work on <sighs> cutting out the F word. I was going to try to only say, damn, this whole episode.
1: Oh, dude, I wish... Okay, next episode. Yeah, if we're working we remember. I'm not going to remember after we finish recording it's, this. But. It's stoner movie September, y'all. Yeah, dude, I already forgot.
0: <laughs> we don't remember anything. That's why I will probably drop F-bombs from here on out and keep forgetting I'm doing it. But damn it. Yeah. I'm going to give it my damn and try.
1: Oh, man. I don't know. Dude, this movie. I haven't seen this. Okay, so I had watched. I don't think I had paid attention to watching this movie. The first time that I had seen it, it was just kind of like on and it was on in the background. Mitch was living in Dalton. So this had to have been, I had to have been like 12 when I saw this. Perfect Weird Al age. So like 1998, 1999, Mm -hmm. maybe even earlier because it's, it was before that album came out that had Albuquerque on it, Running With Scissors,
0: I think. Yep. That was
1: Running With Scissors and that was 1999. Okay. Um, so I think it was possibly a little bit before then, but I remember watching this at Mitch's and just like the part that will always stick out to me, and I think it sticks out to everybody as well, is the dire straits rip. Of course, um, man. So the, the good. walk of life uh riff. Um, I just fucking love that so much, and that's always stuck with me. And so watching this on my birthday, end of the day with this, and I, I was just sitting at the staring at the screen, I was watching it with a friend, and she's just, like, laughing and quoting the whole thing. And I'm just staring at it, like... Like, just dumbfounded. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? This is an acid trip of, like... It, all of the ridiculous shit that I do at work that just comes off the top of my head because I'm mm-hmm. trying to make people laugh, it's as if somebody took that, and even though those are extremes to a normal person, somebody plucked that and then cranked that up to 11 and then turned it into a movie. Like It's somehow juiced up versions of my imagination that I never <laughs> thought possible to see on a fucking screen. It, and it was... Dude, it... Oh, that works It like, was so wholesome. It was like... Mm-hmm. Perfect, wholesome, acid trip, ridiculous premise. Half of it's in his head, half of it's not. It's... It's perfect oh. Weird Al.
0: I remember, dude, I watched that video for Beverly Hillbillies all the time because MTV used to do this thing like once a year or something. They, For some reason, and they never did it with other artists that I remember, but they would give Weird Al like a whole fucking day where he would host it and he would like play all of his videos and... Of course, again, I loved Weird Al. I still love Weird Al. I There was that weird era growing up where, like, Weird Al isn't cool all of a sudden, but, like, I never got that because I was like, he's still funny. Why are you trying to pretend he's not?
1: Yeah, okay. I remember that period in, like, the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. remember when White and Nerdy came out and everybody started trashing it, and it's like, dude, he is not the Dane Cook of this parody music. Like, he just evolved and was doing newer stuff. Like, did you want him to continue doing 90s stuff it's you know it's funny because that era to you would be similar to me
0: the era that it wasn't cool was a little bit before that huh. Uh around like the the eat it era because I was that age where like everybody else was growing up and trying to be cool and Weird Al wasn't cool anymore it's like when you're a tween about
1: ah uh, gosh gotcha. you know I mean I also didn't when I was listening to Running With Scissors I knew literally nobody that liked Weird Al <laughs> So <laughs> that was another. Great, by
0: the time that one came out, me and my, one of my best buddies Casey, uh, we were in marching band together, and he bought it. He had like he got it the day it came out, and he brought it to marching band practice that next day. And I was like, ah! Oh! And we went home to my house and like listened to it over and over, especially Albuquerque, dude. The 13 yes. minute long, just ah, oh, what a great song,
1: Kirky do I, I, Albuquerque. I have my tray table up, have a seat and my back seat in the... back in its rile up, right position, have my tray table up. Yeah. So, And
0: that's what's crazy, again, to bring up the UHF theme song, is those are the originals, dude. And Weird Al is, of course, known for his parodies, which UHF itself, similar to his music, is full of just movie parodies, which is another genre of film generally I enjoy. Uh, they got really oversaturated with the... Hot Shots? Uh, no, Hot Shots was still good. Uh by the time Scary Movie Four came out, like oh, it kind of got old. Yeah. And then we went through the era of like date movie and epic movie and just yeah. all that garbage. And the parody parody movies are not what they were, where they still had story to tell. It wasn't just cram in as many references. Cause I think there's really only five references in this movie, like big ones parody overall he makes a lot of reference to many things sort of like jim carrey and the cable guy where most of his dialogue is stolen from other
1: tv shows and movies but uh it, this was like more of like a parody on a premise than a mm-hmm. parody on an entire genre well which... it had
0: a narrative around the parodies
1: yeah so um, i like,
0: wove them all together yeah
1: you know, it's funny that you like, I didn't even think in my head to compare it to something like scary movie or not another team movie or like all of those ridiculous ones, just because I, in, in my head, I didn't even see the through line. Yeah. They're both parodies, but like they're in completely different ballparks, you know, it's just, this one's so masterfully done and feels so original and unique. And sure. Like the first scary movie, I think really had that, especially mm-hmm. with, you know, the cast that it had and the soundtrack that I had, like it was very, very impressive for like what it was when it first came out um but you know this and like hot shots like while i was watching this all i could think of was hot shots pardue and i love uh, uh, just like the connections and like how over the top it is with a ridiculous premise he's he really is just a master at everything that he did and i couldn't stop thinking about how i'm how surprised i was that does he have any other movies?
0: Uh, no, because uh, this one actually was a bit of a flop. Unfortunately, not unfortunately. because it's a bad movie. Um, although, it's, oh, that was it's because they didn't advertise the UK. Well, that I'm part too. But <laughs> for really, what it was is that it actually tested super high with test audiences. It it had two big issues. Was that Orion went bankrupt? Before it like actually released. And Orion is who produced the movie. Okay. And uh, when they did release it. Because it tested so well. They expected it to do well. But they released it in like July. And it, well, it came out in just like. A summer of massive blockbusters. That just oh. totally eclipsed it. And it's this little, little independent comedy movie. With this weird dude named Weird Al. And like. It really didn't stand a chance against what it went up against. They should have, you know... But that's also back in the fucking early 90s when, like, still most of this shit was some executive that took a crap shot and it played out. So then, like, he gets all these other things, but he was just guessing, man. And, like, they got so much of this shit algorithmed out by computers on, like, the perfect time to release stuff now that... Yeah. None of that matters, but... It's, uh... It's really sad and unfortunate because even as a kid growing up as a Weird Al fan, one of the things that I always heard was that this movie sucked. And I think most people that said that to me thought it sucked because they hadn't seen any of the movies at parodies. And that's Mm -hmm. probably the biggest challenge this movie would have today, getting somebody that's of a younger generation to watch it is because, uh, you know, who the fuck has seen... Uh, Rambo two, First Blood. That's below <laughs> the age of thirty five. You know, I I probably not many, dude. Right. Same like, thing with n- like
1: the first Indiana Jones. Like, I don't imagine a lot of younger kids have seen it. I don't know. Now that's a little bit more depressing. If that's the case, I feel like the indie movies had like a they renaissance like, a little like little ten more years ago. Timeless, but yeah, Rambo is a weird one to go back to. Like, what else do they as a younger person?
0: Oh, there's, they end with a Gone with the Wind parody, which even at the time that this movie came out was a bit
1: dated. <laughs> and now it's just like, what the fuck, man? Oh, dude, for a movie that didn't do very well, they put like, I was surprised at how how good everything was and mm-hmm. how much it looked like they actually put like money into this yep. in the spots that mattered like you just mentioned the Rambo spot dude that bodysuit looked <laughs> incredible it was absolutely swole. for a movie yeah. 1989 like some shitty little comedy that looks so fucking good and it, it's effective that whole segment is amazing
0: when I love when he catches the bullet and it's like a full bullet that's not been fired
1: because <laughs> And that one bullet key. turns into a machine gun.
0: That's awesome. And
1: then that guy explodes. Uh Dude, so a small little detail. When that dude explodes, he's holding a gun. And when he explodes, the gun with a hand attached to it launches into the air. So they went through, like, this whole thing to make something explode and still rigged a hand attached to a gun to fly through the air. It's nice. a small details, you know? It's... It's really well done.
0: You can also, it really captures Al's humor overall, Uh, his his style, his presentation. Uh, And the big reason for that is because this movie was directed by Al's like longtime manager and the guy that directed a majority of his big uh, music videos, too. Who is that? I can't remember his name. I think you have the IMDb up, don't you? Jay Levy? Yeah, Jay Levy.
1: I had no idea that he had done, like, all of that work with him. Yeah, he so did. He did. Oh. Yeah, dog. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Holy so... smokes. Just looking at his producer creds, dude, it's it, it's 43 credits, and all of them are, like, mm-hmm. music videos. Also,
0: and they all should mostly be Weird Al ones. He also, uh, he has a cameo in this. He plays Gandhi in Gandhi 2. <laughs>
1: Dude, the shows that were on this UHF Mm -hmm. network, man, the commercials that you saw, it was like, I was, dude, I'm sitting there like, they have no money, and they're putting out these ridiculous shows. Now, were these shows that the station was putting out, or that they just had in syndication?
0: Right, I don't know, were they just, I have to imagine they were shows on the station, because at one point he lists all these weird shows too, and they sound Exactly like they fit in, Man, ah,
1: These when it's, it's it jumps from like that to like Conan. the That librarian. game show, <laughs> yo, Conan the Librarian. That fucking chops the dude head in half, dude. The sh- the game show with the fish, the spin the fish. Ah, oh, stupid, yeah. stupid. So it's, stupid. Also, <laughs> from uh,
0: what I researched on that one is that all those fish were real. They were bought oh. that morning, and the guy. Uh, got them all on the board to try to test it and to make sure that it would work at like 6.30 in the morning. And then they didn't shoot until like oh. 6 o'clock that afternoon. Stupid. And Stupid. And they cooked under those hot lights for like 12 hours before they
1: shot. And dude, Al said <laughs> it smelled so horrible. But you can't tell by the actors' faces,
0: so kudos to them.
1: That's like the stories you hear about like Nickelodeon. And, like, Nick Arcade or Nickelodeon, uh, not Guts, uh, Double Dare, with, like, the slime mm-hmm. and just, like, the disgusting smells. Ooh. It's, yeah. uh, I was going to say something else about UHF. God damn it, man.
0: I'm all hey, scatterbrained it's September month. It's all good. I know. <sighs>
1: like how we both went the same direction dude we referenced it earlier like they just had random ass shows on there you've got what's his name mr alien boy uh having a show about making what was he trying to make plutonium or something yeah with common household items yeah and i like i don't know if you watched the uh the deleted scenes but he tells you to, like, go get some metal, like, wrap it in tin foil, put it in your microwave, microwave it for six hours, and, com- <laughs> like, leave the house for several hours. It Ah, oh, dude, it was so good. So it was,
0: good. This was a very, very enjoyable movie to watch again. Um, I guess we should also explain the caveat here, Shawnee, is that, like... Yeah, this is stoner movie September, and some people would argue that UHF is not a stoner movie. I argue that this afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, but I've always said, uh, and my definition is that a stoner movie is any movie that can be enhanced and enjoyed more if you were possibly under the influence of marijuana. Uh, So that would normally be most comedies, but I definitely feel a Weird Al comedy is in that wheelhouse of... It's a
1: stoner movie, man. You would. sit I, around I agree with your buddies and get stoned and watch this. I agree. It's one of those weird. Uh, it's one of those weird movies that it's just like you watch and, like I said, it's so ridiculous that uh, a little bit under the influence, you just like you can't help but laugh. And unfortunately, I don't believe that I had eaten any edibles last week um so i can't really uh verify that but i will check back in sometime in the future and let you know but uh yeah i believe this was what my pick because i hadn't really thought about it somebody had mentioned like super troopers which would have been like my pick if i were to if i were to name like any stoner movie that'd probably be right up there as well we could but I do, think you guys have done that, haven't you? We have
0: done Super Troopers. We could have done the second one, for sure. Mm. Um, Enhance. But uh, I've not seen the Enhance. second one, so I don't know.
1: Oh, so you don't get what I'm doing. Okay, No, I'm pretty sure Enhance <laughs> is from the first one, too. If it's in the second one, it's also in the first one. Um, It's from a different movie than they riff on it in okay. this in the second one. Well, it's also from Blade Runner. I think that's what oh, they... So apparently, it's in, like, 15 different movies. Yeah. It's, so, it's not good.
0: It's been parodied a lot, but I think... Uh, How do you feel about of, Club Dread? I only saw it the one time in theaters, and it because it wasn't Super Troopers, I didn't really dig it. But here's the thing. I saw Super Troopers in theaters, and the first time I saw it, I hated it.
1: What? Yeah.
0: I didn't think it was that good, but, like, it's another one of those that, like... Uh, I don't live in a legal state like Shawnee, so I don't get to enjoy this month as much as some other people. (sighs) Yeah.
1: Nobody can see that wink. (laughs) I know. But
0: um, but yeah, I, I think part of it was that. And it's also like, there's some records, man, that when you listen to them the first time, it's okay, but it doesn't really click. But like on the repeat viewings, and I think Super Troopers is definitely one that holds up more to repeat viewings. And I almost wonder if club dread maybe needs a revisit at some point. I
1: think, I think it, I think you would enjoy it more. Uh, I think what a lot of people had the issue with is exactly what you just said. Like the, the broken lizard movies, like they're not all super troopers. They're Mm -hmm. all so drastically different. They're not all super troopers. They're not all, um, beer fest, you know, they are all drastically different. And, Uh, you know, I think they're all enjoyable for what they are, so I think you should go back and watch it, but we're not talking about Club Dread or Broken Lizard. No, we're not, but, uh,
0: there is another month coming up where we focus solely on horror movies, and you could classify Club Dread as a horror movie.
1: That's very true. So, we'll see what happens. Ah, we're talking about horror. I gotta ask you a question. Is Gremlins a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? (laughs) I just watched it the other night.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it, that one's it does take place over Christmas if you wanted to call it that, but it does have it's scary a- monsters, so you could also do Halloween. I think similar to Die Hard, it's what's your preference, baby.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. What do where do you, you classify it as? It's 100% a Christmas movie. It's nothing but Christmas mu- music the whole time it's set during Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. People just don't like to think that Christmas can have horror elements.
0: Maybe. And that's probably why, like, most Christmas horror movies just don't work. Hmm. And, uh, oh, man. What about the one yeah, where Goldberg the plays a killer Santa Claus?
1: <laughs> Dude, I've never seen that. I I'm not going either. to see that. Yeah. Okay. Let me preface this by saying I've never seen it. I'm never going to willingly watch it mm-hmm. unless I have to watch it for this. That I will never, only... ever
0: make you watch the Goldberg Santa Claus horror movie. I mean, I'll still watch it if you tell me to watch it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you. Because now I have, have a
1: curiosity, man. <laughs> Should we watch the Goldberg Santa Claus movie? No. I see what you just did there. You I just didn't. fucking reversed me.
0: I'm not. I'm never going to make you, but you're trying to push it now. Let's revisit this around. No. That's not an action movie though. It, I don't know, I've never it seen not? it.
1: Have we done Oh, Jingle All the Way? Have you done Jingle All the Way?
0: That would classify as an action possibly. That's Cuz we don't possibly do action. We don't do Christmas movies in December. It's That's Arnold. It is Arnold. That's what I'm saying. Uh but think man, you know, if we want to cover a shitty movie, <laughs> we could do The Marine in December. <laughs> Which one? There's seven of them. I know. Which is the worst one? I would just do the John
1: Cena one, because that's the only one I've seen, and I remember it being fucking awful. <laughs> fucking Wait, so the John back. Cena, the first... Wait, wasn't Stone Cold in the first one? What are we Ma- talking about? The Marine? Yeah, oh, the Marine? What am I thinking of? John What's the Cena... one with Stone Cold,
0: where he was left on an island? I do not know, dog. I don't think I've ever... Did Stone Cold have a major motion picture? He's not that yeah. good of an actor. No, he did not. Yes, he
1: did. It was like it was the one that came out before the Marine. Stone Cold Steve. Speaking of him, I did get a sweet wrestling shirt at the SmackDown show too. Oh yeah, you did, and it was a it was a what shirt? But it was in like a different color. It wasn't the Condemned. The Condemned. Yes, the Condemned. Two thousand and seven.
0: I have never ever seen that. Was the WWE produced one? I guess so because he was still. Uh, it's got to be. Wow! Yeah. Never, ever, ever heard of this fucking movie. Did you look it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now.
1: Huh? It's it's got a six out of ten on IMDb, which yeah. is like pretty much my baseline. If if something's below a six, I I don't really want to watch it. What's the Marine
0: got? <laughs> I'll Let me find see. Out. Ah, it's got four point seven. <laughs> it's got <laughs> a seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, though it is. It is dog shit, dude. It, dude, that's rotten. <laughs> it's it's one of the ones that like I I watched it specifically because of the trailers. I was like, this movie looks terrible, and I'm gonna like Man. it
1: because of how is there bad any, it is. Is there any uh, good Jean Claude movies? Ooh, we, we'll definitely have a Phil u- back. We always have Phil on with a Jean Claude. There's, there's a Universal Soldiers with Goldberg in it. Oh, there is. I have seen that one. Mm-hmm. I think that one's. I think it's the third one or the fourth one. One of the two. Uh it's, it's, I think, Universal Soldier Returns. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 1997, 98. That, that makes sense. That's what I would have gone and seen it.
0: Because <laughs> I saw that bitch in theaters. Because I was also a huge Goldberg fanboy, and that was during the WCW run.
1: Yeah, buddy. They, they, they oh. pushed him
0: there. Oh. Woo.
1: Man. Yeah. Dude, know what I also really loved about UHF? Is so many times during watching this. Okay, so. Before I go any further, another thing that I loved about this movie was Michael Richards as Stanley. Yeah. It's so like, a sad ho- thing. Like, holy fuck. it It is sad watching this and just knowing kind of the downfall that Michael Richards had over, yeah. like, the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to put that out of my mind while watching this, it was like, wow, he was such a comic, like, genius. And watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, Weird was like... Sometimes we would just be like, "All right, we'll just go," and they would just let him improv and ad lib for like minutes on end, and like that whole scene where he was—he was like, "Oh, there's a toy in the cereal. There's a toy in the cereal." Yeah, and like, and like the next four minutes was him just going, and they just left it in because it was so good, I, well, and his character was so absolutely incredible, and it, it is kind of funny that like having not seen this in so long. And then I've seen Tropic Thunder in between this and that. And like that whole character where the handicapped, whatever. It was weird seeing somebody play someone who's kind of a little disabled. Um, especially little when he took it to. Slow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I, let's Can we talk about but, Kevin McCarthy too?
1: Because uh, oh, has there Fletch?
0: ever been a more RJ? perfectly acted bad guy? Man. No. Just Especially so for like a shitty scummy. small town. Yeah. So perfectly <sighs> scumbaggy, dude. That guy nails it so hard. RJ Fletcher crushed it.
1: This I'm is sorry. just like
0: he was RJ Fletcher.
1: Yeah. Kevin McCarthy crushed it for sure. Mm um it was just like the whole premise of this was so small town and like like just seriously meant nothing like if you were to take a step back and be like oh it's just a radio station like what you know or a tv station what even matters about this but they're able to like elevate it to a next level and i spent the entire movie trying to figure out when when the other shoe was going to drop because it always had this upbeat like you know, um, always looking forward, kept an upbeat uh, attitude to it. There wasn't many lows that happened in this movie. If there was any lows, like it was immediately it flipped over, so it mm-hmm. was another high spot right after that. So they kept like this nice, I don't know, it feel good through right. the whole yeah. thing. And like I kept expecting there to be a part where like Weird Al would fuck over Stanley. Like, or George would fuck over Stanley or something. And there'd be some sort of discourse. Just because I've been conditioned to that for, through movies over the years. That, like, these guys are, they have a really good relationship. What's going to happen? Yep. And it just never does. And yep. it ends with just, like, happiness all around. It was and incredible. it's good, right? It's sweet. It's earnest. It's honest. It's a great movie, man.
0: Great start to Stoner Movie September, I gotta say absolutely
1: this is the the first blu-ray actually i don't think i've ever bought a blu-ray before this is the only blu-ray i've ever purchased (laughs) what a hell of a way to start it off man right right i couldn't find it to stream anywhere really i found it on the google play yeah but you had to rent it well yeah
0: i i always rent them i don't give a shit
1: (laughs) yeah but this is one of those ones where for like I found it for a couple dollars more to just buy it on Blu-ray. Sure. I'm like, I'm just gonna buy Why not? it. Yeah, like, it's
0: it's great. I wished I would have.
1: Yeah, like it's dude. It's still on my PS5. I'll probably watch it again like later next week while just doing some chores or something. That is a gigantic fucking ant on my computer screen. Ah! What are you doing on my screen, boy? I Man, hate when that. Killed.
0: Hate when you're just sitting and you're gaming or you're watching something and you see something move out of the corner
1: of your eye and you're like, no. What the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, it right. was a... Like, dude, this thing was a monster. It just, like, covered up Kevin McCarthy's face. <laughs> I've got, like, a 32-inch monitor, so that ant was gigantic. It was uh, coming to get you. Yeah, well, I killed it, so... Good. It's dead. Yeah. Fuck that ant. Yeah. Um, I'm not vegan. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. You got anything else you want to say about this movie, dude? I, was, it, I like...
0: forgot Fran Drescher was in it. That was a great oh, surprise she... when she popped up. I also forgot Victoria Jackson was in it. That was not a great surprise. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Oh, man. Emo Phillips is in this movie, too. I love Emo Phillips. Emo Phillips? Who is Emo Phillips? He is the hen? Man who talks like this, and he oh my god, he cuts cut off his thumb. thumb off and it sprays all over him. I love Emo Phillips, dude. He's <laughs> a he's a stand-up comedian, and that's that's his whole stick, The way he talked as the, as, he's fucking weird and kooky. I love him. He does a voice on Home Movies of the bully Sheldon, and it's mm, I love Emo oh. Phillips. I've seen him live twice in stand-up because he only comes to like really? small little venues. He's great, dude. If you ever get a chance, go see Emo Phillips.
1: I cannot believe he's still
0: active, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He was in Meet the Parents? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, he produced on Meet the Parents.
1: Fascinating. Yeah, I'll have to check this out. Oh, yeah. I guess he's a voice in Adventure Time, too.
0: Yeah, he does a lot of voice acting. Hmm. But he's uh, very funny, very funny guy. Also, the, the last one I'd like to mention is uh, David Proval, whose character is just listed as Head Thug, who, uh, mm. if you've ever watched The Sopranos, anybody, he's uh, Richie Apreo. And it's, what a, what a change to see Richie Apreo in a Weird Al movie is a weird turn to go through, so. <laughs> When's the last time you had seen this? A uh, long time. uh, Probably, it's another one that's like 10 years, just because I, out of sight, out of mind, like, but man, what a great yeah. one to revisit. And I've got it, the rentals for the next 48 hours. I'm probably going to make Mandy watch it with me tomorrow because we're both off.
1: Fuck yeah. So I'm
0: like, hey, <laughs> fuck it. Let's hang out. Let's watch UHF
1: because it's hilarious. You'll like it. That's what's up, dude. So uh, You mentioned Fran Drescher, dude. She, she absolutely killed it in this movie. I love Fran Drescher. I
0: loved The Nanny as... A young boy, I was not the market or the target demographic, but
1: fuck, I watched, I just said the F word. But damn, I watched The Nanny all the time. Dude, same. What I, whatever my mom watched, I watched because it was just always on like her sure, TV or sure. whatever. And man, The Nanny was on there, Sally Jesse, Raphael, like all of that stuff. <laughs> but Mr. Sheffield. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. She still does that at uh,
0: all. Oh. Fran Drescher's a treat, a real treat. So good. Um, Other than that, man, I think she still looks incredible. Yeah, she does. She was uh, she was on Broad City. She plays one of Alana's aunts, and uh, I'm a huge Broad City fan, so that was also great when she shows up on that. Tony Danza is also on there. He plays Abby's dad. Uh, quick, if nobody has ever watched Broad City, I highly recommend you watch Broad City because it's a fantastic (laughs) TV show. I've never
1: even heard of it, but viable. Have? No, have you heard Take of Workaholics? It, uh, yeah, I, I think you introduced me to Workaholics. Yeah, then I
0: would have all I, I, had I picked the other show because Workaholics and Broad City were on at the same time and they led into one another. It was Workaholics okay. and then Broad City, and I loved them both. Um, look at this.
1: Walking over, he's walking over to his shelf right now. I'm gonna narrate for all the folks at home oh, it's not the shirt. tuning in, or maybe you're, you're in your car, maybe you're going to work right now. You had a stoplight, cows, uh, cows looking for something. Um, oh, he's coming, it's down. gotta
0: be in my other closet. But I have a mm-hmm. Broad City t shirt that I oftentimes forget that I'm wearing because it's one of those super comfy shirts. So I wear it to hang around the house, and then I forget I'm wearing it and I go out in public and it says Broad fucking City. <laughs> And I love it because I love the show and fuck is obviously my favorite word. I can't stop saying it, so I love that shirt. Uh last time I was tone down the F word. Last time I was wearing it though, it was funny because I was going to pick up breakfast for me and Mandy. And you know, I'm I'm weird, I have asthma. I'm still I'm very wary of coronavirus, so I still wear my mask when I go places. Well I went to go pick up our breakfast order and it wasn't ready, so I'm just standing there in this fucking packed restaurant And all these people are staring at me and mean-mugging me. And I'm like, you fucking pricks, why are you giving me shit? Because I'm wearing my mask. I walk out and I get in the car and I look (laughs) down and I was like, oh, it's Sunday after church. And all these people are eating with their families. And I'm standing here in my broad fucking city (laughs) shirt. What an (laughs) asshole. I remember you like walking up and people are like staring at me as as they're like leaving. And I'm like, what is the fucking problem here, people? And it was me. I was the problem.
1: Yeah, you're a piece of shit. I really am, man. It was great. <laughs>
0: also, fuck those people.
1: That's fucking Next funny, episode dude. I'm
0: trying not to say fuck everybody,
1: but this one's it's a it's a total wash. Right on. Shani- next episode we'll, we'll go to see who can hold off the longest. Hell, we used to do it with animal talking. I think we Though that was that was difficult.
0: <laughs> it, it was sometimes, I will admit. Um
1: But I, I want to know Shawnee, if you have a ranking system for UHF um. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So there's there's another uh there's another deleted scene, and in fact, it's like a series of, of deleted scenes. Um, it, there was an entire arc that was cut out of this movie, and I'm not sure if you know that, but there is an arc where you just mentioned uh, uh David Praval, head thug, mm-hmm. um. There was a recurring bit where there'd be like a bug on him or there'd be a bug in the room and he would freak out and lose his mind because he's scared of insects and bugs and he would freak the fuck out. Now, there was a scene where at the end of the movie, when they got the briefcase uh, full of cash, um, Weird Al's buddy there, uh, Bob, got the briefcase and went and hit it in the room with Philo. Uh the scientist dude. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, you know, put it over there. So he puts the briefcase down, and all the gangsters had followed him there, and one of them followed him into the room, and they grabbed the briefcase. Now, you see it as the audience that there's two briefcases, and he grabs one of the two. Turns out that briefcase was full of insects. Oof. And Philo comes out, and he's like, did you see my my briefcase full of my entomology in uh, species, very rare. <laughs> Whatever. So they open the briefcase in the car and they crash because they all freak out that it's full of bugs. That's awesome. Kyle, if you were a deleted scene from UHF, <laughs> in which case you were a briefcase full of rare entomology exhibits, how many oh. out of a full case of... Two hundred. This this briefcase can fit two hundred bugs in it. How many? How many bugs God would be damn. in your briefcase? For UHF on that scale, I'd say
0: <laughs> hundred and ninety bugs. Hmm, that's pretty solid. It's this movie's pretty solid. Although I fully admit, uh, it's bias and nostalgia. And I understand all the references. If I was a different person, maybe a bit lower of a score. But for me, this movie hits all marks, baby. Mm -hmm. It's quick. Thank God they cut out so much because it's 90 minutes. The first cut of this movie was like two and a half hours. I believe it. So uh, well done, boys. You You got a hell of a movie out of it. It's still funny today, to me at least. So I think it was well worth it, 190 It's not perfect, obviously. And it is a bit dated, but
1: can't go wrong with that. Amen, dude.
0: What about you, my friend?
1: Uh, Am I going off the same rank in here?
0: Uh, No, I'll give you... uh, So say that you got got a buddy who, he's not dumb, but he just doesn't pick up on all the social cues. But he really likes to mop. And his mop... Why are you talking about me? (laughs) His mop at work is his best friend. And the strands on this mop, it has uh, sixty-seven different strands. So, Sean, if you were that mop, <laughs> and sixty-seven strands represented a perfect score for this movie, how many strands would you have as a mop?
1: Okay, so I, I like how you say this was a perfectly normal dude that just doesn't pick up social cues, but then says his slow. best friend, at, his he, best yeah. friend at work was a fucking mop, yeah. Kyle. <laughs>
0: That's why I I like that you're like, quit talking about me before I said
1: his best friend is a (laughs) (laughs) mop. Oh, shit. Um, If I were a mop and I had 67 strands and 67 made me the perfect workmate, I would say that I've got, I'd say I've lost some strands, but I've still got like 58 of them, probably. Yeah, you're right, dude. Like, And I didn't even really pick up on all the, like, I didn't cognitively be like, oh, this reference, this is referencing something else, because I probably have seen all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. i was like, oh, that's a, that's a fun twist on that kind of a scene. But the movie is just so unoffensive. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. it's like, sure, it could be a little dated now, because who even knows what a, like, a telethon is anymore? (laughs) Like... We grew up with that shit, you know? And I, if anything, I think that's going to be the hardest part for anybody to get into now that is maybe 10 years younger than me. Like, what the fuck's a telethon? You know, a, a telethon. We could be like, hey, that's like an extra live stream. I was going to say, Pretty- it similar to a charity stream now, but yeah. Yeah. Um, What's a telephone? So, so it is a little outdated, but well, it is also- just so...
0: It's outdated because UHF stands for Ultra High Frequency, which even at the time this movie came out was already a dated broadcast system because people oh, were yeah. moving on to cable. So even that itself, again, is already dated. So
1: Yeah. Which, yeah, so perfect. Um, but it's, it's... Like, you can't help but watch it and smile just due to the absurdity and the innocence and, like... Just the heart that you can feel in every scene. Um, so I, this is seriously just a movie that I recommend anybody watch that's over the age of like 32. Um, if you're younger than that, maybe don't watch it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe do. Get super baked and watch it. I don't know. Check back in. Let me know. I wanted to...
0: One more I want to reference just because that's what you do with comedy bits. I love when he's bashing his head against uh victoria's countertop and he's like it's stupid i'm stupid i'm stupid
1: hey what's for dinner (laughs) dude and he wears his fucking his his out his uniform from the job that he just got fired for for like two days (laughs) yeah like the first 15 minutes of the movie still in his stupid uniform and that oh dude that cracked me up so good Good times, buddy. Good start to Stoner Movie September. Uh, I'm looking forward
0: to where we get to. I would take this time to also tell any listeners that are still around, uh, go on our social medias and recommend us with stuff, because we usually try to end the month with two viewer choices. So we've already done Shawnees, and next week, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with my original uh, tip of the hand, and uh, I say we run without cold. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, bro. Let's Hell do Out Cold. Oh yeah. That's my stoner movie. Oh, September did we talk chose. about that?
1: Well, we we did with, talked about that. With Mike Lander. I don't know if we did it on air or off air, but. It was definitely on air. Yeah. When we were talking about that London dude. Oh, yeah. Jeremy London. Because he's in it. Jeremy London. Yeah, yeah. And it's his twin that's in this one. Uh-huh. Because, you know, they're both typecast to p- play the same stupid role. Um, or no, that dude, was Dave. Because we were talking Mallrats. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Didn't okay. you just say Dave? No, I said Mike Lander. Or did you say Mike? Oh no no, no. it's definitely Dave. Um, so yeah, if you want to hit up our, hit us up on the socials. There's always Facebook, dude. I don't know how much you're on Facebook, but hardly I'm, ever. Hardly ever. Yeah. I'm hardly ever on Facebook, but you guys can definitely. What is it? Exp Grind Podcast yep, on Twitter. Exp
0: Grind Podcast. You can see me try to dunk on all kinds of fucking politicians. Uh, that will. That will die off after November, but I'm telling you, if you follow me now, uh, it's gonna keep happening.
1: So, so if you want something that's a little (laughs) bit not political, you can always find me S H A U N N T, Sean N T. Uh, I tweet about wrestling in video games and things that I
0: find fun. I should maybe bring back the personal
1: pornos Twitter. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Uh so yeah, S- send suggestions to either one of those mm-hmm. exp grind podcast, Sean NT. Just shoot us messages. I'm on Twitter all day long. So you can always find me there. So shoot me suggestions, shoot Kyle suggestions. Uh but thank you all so much for hanging out and listening. This yeah. has been a hell of a start to September. I echo those sentiments. Thanks, everybody.
0: We love you all.